hello, beautiful people. It is me. It is I. It is I, Sarah. Um, welcome to And What Did We Learn? Main feed. So I had mentioned in a little note to everybody a couple weeks back that I was working on this big intervention project. And I'm here to say that I'm still working on that big intervention project. Um, I don't know what the block is for me, but I'm having a hard time putting it down, laying it down. I'm able to do other things, but maybe it's triggering or maybe it's just because it's such a big project and I have like an idea of how I want it to sound and I'm being a perfectionist and by and avoiding it. Um, regardless, I wanted to provide an episode today, of course, um, for everyone who listens because you're all amazing and I want to be consistent. So today we have... Uh, I, I mean, to me, it's a fun one. I know that subject matter isn't fun, but my strange addiction, like generally anybody that we're going to be talking about has <laughs> mental health issues. However, this one is is definitely lighter than a lot that I've seen. Uh, so this time around, we will be talking about episode um, one of season four on my strange addiction. This I found, again, I'm in America, so this is just for me, but, or for me, just in America, but they do have season one, or four through six on Hulu. So this is season four, episode one, Addicted to Coffee Enemas slash Licks Cats. Yeah. Um, and like both are very self-explanatory. So really we're going to walk through this episode, talk about what the root issues probably are here, what the behavior looks like, and how the enema people are, well, I have a lot of thoughts on them. They're kind of fucked up. Um, they're not, not great parents, if you ask me. But um, I thought this was an interesting one. It's also one that I hadn't seen before. So I was like, yeah, fun, you know, like get some of that new energy from something I haven't watched yet, a show that I love. But hey, look, an episode I haven't seen, you know, there's always a way to get jazzed about that. And hopefully most of you can access it if you're, if you want to, um, after or before listening to this, um, before I just get going into the app, I also want to say to my patrons and any future patrons, uh, there is a new episode out part one of Lifetime's Party Mom. It's such a wild movie and part one came out really well. I have to say my clipping, my getting of the clips was the best I've ever done audio wise. So I'm very proud of myself and I'm going to try to use that same format right here, right now. And, um, moving forward, I also want to say, I haven't forgotten about my promise to give you early access to episodes. I am recording this day of, so I can't give you any earlier access because I, you know, like I was unable to make the intervention thing happen. However, you will get early access to the next episode. I will be recording our next Saturday's episode with Justine this Monday. So I will be posting that on my Patreon immediately after it's recorded. And then everybody on the main feed will get access a week from today, Saturday. So I'm going to get you back on track there with the early apps, um, early access, because anybody that's spending any amount of money on this, I want to give you as many perks as I possibly can. So um, early access is one of them. So for everybody, patrons, not patrons, future patrons thinking about it, uh, please enjoy the episode. 
And as always, if you have a chance, I would really appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe if you like the show. Um, the review really helps, too, just because it helps uh, affect rankings. And, you know, someday I would love to have, you know, more reviews and, and more numbers. I'm not trying to be famous or anything, but, it you know, it feels good to reach out and connect with more people. And the more ratings I get, you know, the and the more feedback I get, the more I'm able to do that. Uh, so... Oh, and please also remember to check out Coast to Coast Cocktails, which is my other podcast with Justine. We are releasing dun, 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 our Drop Dead Gorgeous episode tomorrow, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Not only can you watch the Super Bowl, but you can listen to us talk about Drop Dead Gorgeous. I believe I got pretty drunk without meaning to, <laughs> so it should be fun. Okay, without further ado, here we go. This episode, again, is My Strange Addiction, episode one of season four, and we are going to start out getting to know this coffee enema couple. This couple are named, or these people are named Mike and Trina. Um, Also, I just want to apologize. There was some crackling earlier because I had my woodwick candle going, and it really does carry. Uh, Sounds like a little fireplace. Good for vibes, not so great for recording. So I've turned that, or I've, I've turned it off. I've blown it out. So Mike and Trina are a married couple. They are pretty young. Trina's 36. I don't think they give Mike's age, but honestly, he looks under 40. So they at this point, both use coffee enemas at least four times a day, which mean, and use 32 ounces of coffee each time. I, they do describe how an enema works and is administered here. And they definitely, they don't show, well, they show it, but like, they don't like show anybody's butthole or anything like that, but they show the device. And if, in case you're not familiar with an enema, an enema is anything that you insert, um, basically force into your rectum via like a tube of some sort. Um, like you, you might do like a saline enema if you're really constipated and it'll just go into the low intestines where like the poop is and it stimulates the intestine. And the idea of an enema, at least these coffee enemas, is you hold it in for a certain amount of time so that it, your body absorbs it. It's not that way with others. It's just so that it um, fully affects the intestine. But with coffee specifically, the stimulants, they do stimulate your bowels, but they're also flooding your system, your direct system, because it's through your blood. It's like going through your t- into your soft tissue with caffeine and everything else unfiltered that's in coffee. And what blows my mind is this woman who heard one person say one thing one time, and that's her gospel, I guess, keeps saying, oh, coffee's only bad if you drink it. And I'm like, where do you think things go after you drink them? And this, it's going there and it's going there without being filtered by anything, by your liver. And yet she's saying this detoxes your liver. It's it's such pseudoscience, you guys. Like, I understand that it stimulates you. So if you're constipated, yes, it will help. But this woman is addicted to the caffeine intake and maybe has an eating issue. I'm not really sure. Um, I used enemas when I was bulimic and was like addicted to laxatives, but I also had IBS and like, it's a vicious cycle because then you get dependent on them and it's awful. Um, I did not ever feel euphoria or joy, but that is what she claims to feel. So 
Uh, anyway, I'm just going to play the first clip. I think these this couple, I don't know, they're either really young and dumb or they're maybe like narcissists. I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Or just addicts, like Playhouse addicts. Like, I don't know where they're going to go from here, but let's listen. My name is Trina, and I live in St. Petersburg, Florida. That's perfect. And I'm addicted to coffee enemas. For the past two years, Trina hasn't been able to function without her daily coffee enemas, a procedure where liquid is injected into the colon to clean out the lower intestine. Her addiction is so intense, she does up to four every day. I love the way coffee enemas make me feel. I feel like a sense of euphoria. I absolutely would fall apart without them. <sighs> my initial reaction was, my God, that's disgusting. But I tried it, and now I'm addicted to coffee enemas. From the first day I did them, I've pretty much been like, whatever's going on, I'm doing at least two of these a day. I don't care. Four times a day, Mike and Trina fill a bucket with coffee. A hose attached to the bottom delivers the liquid to the lower intestine. Once it's all prepped and at the right temperature, put the nozzle into your rectum, hold it up in the air. As they raise the bucket, 32 ounces of coffee fills their colon. You'll start to feel pressure growing in your lower intestine, and that's the freaky part. And just lay there and try to relax. I will listen to music catch up on TV shows, read, check my email, I'll tweet, I even play Sudoku. Okay, so like I said, it's really over the top. The fact that they're just immediately like, I have to do this twice a day, like that's, that's almost an immediate addiction. Like that isn't what, like you wouldn't take a Tylenol and have it take your headache away and be like, I'm gonna fucking do this all the time, dude. You'd be like, wow, that really helped. I'm so grateful that the pain I was experiencing has abated, right? So clearly they're getting something out of this that has nothing to do with the abatement of a symptom. Like, I get it, girl. Like, I get what it's like to be constipated. I've had digestive problems almost my entire life. It sucks. It makes you feel like you can't do anything. So I get the initial feeling of euphoria that she felt from feeling healthier. But I think her problems were probably pretty simple and resolved themselves quite quickly. And now she's just addicted to the feeling of A, being empty, which is very dangerous, and B, being fucking high on caffeine because it's unfiltered. Do you guys remember when it was popular before, like, obviously a bunch of people died? I think it was like the early 2000s that college kids were like putting like vodka soaked tampons up their asses or like they would haze. Uh, fr frat bros by like pouring vodka like through a tube up their butt like giving them vodka enemas and people were dying because obviously your liver did not filter any of that that that's like you're like injecting it into your blood and so people die <laughs> um I'm not saying that caffeine's gonna kill you from doing one enema but I can't I can't imagine it's doing good things. And also there's just such strong denial here by these people who have children and never once mention them ever. Like they do not give a shit about <laughs> pun intended. They don't care that they have two small children and apparently Trina or whatever her name is. Yeah. Trina has an older son. That's like maybe 18 or 19. 
I just look at these people and I'm immediately like, they're narcissists, you know, they, they spend all their time, they spend over five hours a day each prepping this, like, this is so beyond ritualistic, they build their days around it, like, what lives their kids are gonna have, oh, I can't play, my mom can't pick me up because she's got a tube up her ass, or she's brewing coffee, you know, and she's got to do three more enemas before she can be anywhere, like, that's like, that's an addiction, like a harmful addiction, because you can't live your life and your kids clearly can't live a life. And like, what the fuck? It's just so weird. So basically, what I was saying is like, or I was thinking is that these people, like if this were the 60s, they would be on cocaine, and they'd be like, it's great for you. It's an energy drug. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. And I mean, as we go on, we we realize just how little Trina knows about the human body. Um, But yeah. And, and Mike, I think, knows and doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I'm getting high. <laughs> but he'll say to his mom, I'm, no, it's nothing to do with the caffeine. It's cleaning us out. But I think he knows, like, he's just getting high. Um, that's that's all there is to it. Like, it's a quick fucking energy boost. And who knows what else they do in their lives. So, like, what if they drink a lot and then this is how they just, like, avoid hangovers? I don't know their lives. Anyway, um, so really all that happens before the next clip is that is of note it's just them being like it's a real quick transition to the toilet because they have to lay on the ground and like wait 15 minutes while this while they marinate their colon in fucking coffee um and then they talk about you know the prep time and the fact that they're doing this over a hundred times a month each which means it's they've each done it like around six thousand times since they began two years ago which is insane like, that's just such a big number for anything in two years, unless, like, you're just saying, like, going to the bathroom in general. So, yeah, it's it's, it's fucking upsetting. So there's a really short clip that I want to play here of just Trina admitting to, like, clearly admitting to what she is doing, what she's really in this for. So enjoy this little sound bite. Sorry if that was weirdly edited. I don't know why the recording cut me off. But, yeah, check this craziness out in a 24-hour period i probably did nine or ten like i like i there in was a 24-hour period oh yeah there was a time when i got to a point where nobody really knew and i was just like Woo, i'm doing all kind of stuff Woo, i'm doing all kind of stuff like that's a smart statement right um again my volume is tricky uh i'm just trying to settle this so that i am giving you some consistent audio uh okay so what the hell (laughs) like this woman is sitting there like yeah you never knew but I used to do nine in a day which is fucking crazy dude that's like you spend 15 minutes on the floor take it's like all in all like an hour at least to do the whole process so you spent 24 nine hours out of 24 hours doing enemas because they made you feel really fucking high, which you just said. And even the husband is like, what? <laughs> Honey, what? Um, but yeah, that's fucking... That's the root of it there. It's the caffeine, everybody. It's almost like it is a stimulant. Anyway, uh, right. So then they talk about how... <laughs> stupid. It's really funny how our personalities come into it. How they all like are particular about what type of coffee... They prefer different types of coffee. He likes one that's like finely ground because why? Because then you get more caffeine. 
And she likes some shit because it's not drippy. I don't know. It's all coffee, so it's all drippy. But whatever. They're trying to make it legit, I guess. I don't know. And then they like different temperatures, which I can understand because I wouldn't want hot coffee going up my ass, but I don't really want to put anything up there. So that's just me. Uh, but in case you're wondering, she likes it hot. He likes it cold. Ugh. Okay, so this next clip is also short. It's going to talk about how they revolve their lives around their assholes, their literal assholes, and how this started. Um, and then we will talk a little bit about just more of their nonsense. And then we're going to meet um, the other gal in this episode. So here is uh, the final clip before we go, we kind of switch stories. So enjoy. Mike and Trina are so addicted to their daily coffee enemas, they won't travel or leave the house for long periods of time. The thing that saves us is that we work at home. We're always in the house kind of preparing that, like, we can only go out at certain times. Two years ago, Trina turned to this unconventional ritual after a series of health issues. I had a lot of stomach problems, digestive problems, problems with my kidney, my liver. I started to do research and it led me into the coffee enemas. And immediately, I really started to feel the benefits and actually felt like I was living life for the first time in years. No medical study has ever confirmed any benefit to coffee enemas. And Mike and Trina haven't seen a doctor since their addiction began two years ago. Hey, everybody. I figured out what was going on with my audio. Uh, my mic had been unplugged, so it was just my laptop audio. So sorry about that. Um, I'm glad I figured it out. It's all, it's always something, right? Okay, so that clip was cuckoo bananas. Obviously, you know, I understand. I under, I understand more than like probably fucking anyone that you've ever seen or met in your life. How debilitating fucking digest, like chronic, serious digestive issues can be. Because guess what? If your digestive system isn't functioning the way it needs to, nothing is and you feel like crap all the time think about like the last time you had a stomach ache and how much it ruined your day okay if that's every day for you how would you feel probably really fucking bad right well that's been my life forever and there's my my rant but I can't there's a lot of reasons and I'll I'll, I'll even do like a patreon episode of AMAs and you can ask me if anybody cares but I've had really 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 awful chronic digestive issues my whole life that said this woman is not having digestive problems anymore and she knows that the reason she's doing nine a day sometimes is not because of that it's because as she says I just love that cleaned out feeling and you know and she loves being high and the other thing too is that cleaned out feeling quote-unquote like is that like a I don't want to eat anymore thing because that's a whole other issue. Um, and then, you know, saying, I want to feel cleaned out. Well, but now you're actually screwed because your, your digestive system, your muscles, those muscles are going to like atrophy and get, <laughs> get so used to being manipulated by caffeine that they are not going to function the way they, they need to anymore. You are literally physically addicted now, but you're not going to shit 
anymore unless you do this. So you're in for a lot of trouble. And the sooner you stop and, you know, utilize like fiber and stuff, the the more likely you are to like recover from this. But otherwise, you're just going to do permanent damage. Like you, you, this is a legitimate eating disorder in a certain, well, I, it's, I don't know if you'd call it an eating disorder. I would say it's a, a legitimate comorbidity of a lot of people with eating disorders that can lead uh, to obsessed uh, addiction to any kind of enema often leads to removal of part of the bowel, at least part of the bowel. So, and I'm not making that up. Like you can, it's very easy to find information on that. Um, so I, this whole thing just kind of blows me away, especially because they have two young kids that they they don't even say their names like they don't even they show them but it's not like the parents are protecting them they just they don't even talk about their kids it's weird dude um anyway what we see after that is like okay excessive caffeine can cause dehydration high blood pressure and heart disease um and then Trina says this nonsense where she says drinking coffee ruins your body tears it up tears right through you but doing coffee enemas builds your body up and restores it. It's like, what? No, it doesn't. It puts all of that stuff you're calling poison that tears your body apart. All it does is put it in without a filter. It's like saying fil- like cigarettes are bad for you, but unfiltered cigarettes, those are pure. <laughs> like that's basically the equivalent of what she's saying right now. And she's like, we can't live without them re- no matter what. And poor, like, uh... Mike's mother, you know, is going to come on later and she's, they show little snippets of her it, it in every single one. She's just like, the fuck, dude? Like, and she's not unreasonable or mean or anything. She's just like, what is happening? Um, yeah. So that's fucking, it's wild, you guys. Okay. So now we're going over to Detroit, Michigan to meet Lisa, who's 43. Lisa's not hard to like as a person, but definitely has some emotional stuff that she's going through and feels that her behavioral like her behavior is healthy and helpful but it's obviously prohibitive if not life-threatening I mean it is a health risk for sure um because what what Lisa likes to do is eat cat hair um so I'll play her little intro and you'll hear her sister whose name is Andromeda (laughs) wow um so you hear some details here and then we will talk more about it. And I will keep my microphone plugged in because that ought to help things, huh? My name is Lisa. I'm 43 years old. I live in Detroit, Michigan, and I'm addicted to eating cat hair. Just chewing it is relaxing. It's a comforting feeling. Her fur is such an interesting texture. It's so soft and puffy and like cotton candy, almost. Sometimes they do get stuck in your teeth, but you can just get them out with flossing and brushing. (laughs) Sorry, it's in my lipstick. When my sister told me she was eating cat hair, I was shocked. It is strange. I don't think she should be eating it. 15 years ago, Lisa began eating cat hair as a way to feel closer to her pets. But it wasn't until she got a new kitten that her unusual bonding ritual turned into a full-blown addiction. Now, two years later, Lisa's so hooked on consuming cat hair that she can't go two hours without a fix. I kind of look at it and make sure it's relatively clean and just have her. I'll kind of break it apart and then just put it in my mouth. 
Ugh. Okay. So, yeah, Lisa eats cat hair. Um, what's interesting to me is I would have assumed it started with grooming and then it turned into eating, but it started with eating and then for like 13 years and then just two years ago she started doing the grooming, which was a clip explaining how that started in a minute. But I just... Um, yeah, it's ritualistic. She says several times she started eating it to feel close to her cats, closer to her cats, which makes me wonder, like, okay, maybe she's just lonely for more than cats, you know? And and by, by, by having this addiction, she's sort of imagining in a way that she is a cat, that that's her family. And if that's her family in her mind, then she's not lonely. Um, that's just a guess, but, like, I... I think loneliness has got to be the root of it, or at least attachment issues, because, <clears throat> you know, she's eating their hair to be closer to them. It's kind of like when we talked about, you know, or when there is an episode of a woman who eats her husband ash, husband's ashes to be closer to him, you know, it's like, it's, there's something pathological there, especially considering that this has been going on for 15 years. So she talks about how I didn't feel that we needed to get into like how she takes it in and out of her mouth and stuff because it's quite gross but she says it tastes like cotton balls there's less flavor than human hair it's like what flavor <laughs> like I hate I think having a hair in my mouth is one of the most heinous sensations I can think of uh, that's I don't mean pain like I mean just like an awful feeling that's not pain because pain is in a league of its own Ugh. And then I just, I don't know how you swallow it. Anyway, it's also funny because my fiance and I have been having this issue that we were just discussing, like when I like just took a little break right now, it came up, not even because of this episode. Uh, there's an issue with Charlie because Charlie, the cat, has so much fur that in the winter it gets just out of control. And like this year it's getting knotted. And I swear we groom him, dude. And we do so much, but he's big. He's got this thick, long hair and we can't keep up with it. And lately he's been having hairballs or trying to get them up and it's, he's having a hard time. So we got him this stuff that's supposed to break it up and all that. And, but like, I'm not grooming him. I'm thinking about how awful it must be for him and how like, God, at least their stomachs are designed for that. And here's this woman that's like, I think it's actually health, healthy for me to eat this hair. It's like, what? Wow, that's quite a delusion. So it says in like, you know, the the captions, the font that comes in between some of the scenes that Lisa consumes three quarter size balls of hairballs a day, which means that she's had over 3,200 hairballs since her addiction began 15 years ago. So it's like, yeah even one is too many, but like, yeah, that's really scary. Um, and she says, yeah, I find my hair everywhere on the, on the cat tree, on the couch, on the bed, but the best cat hair is straight off the cat. <laughs> and like, she says, and she loves to groom her cats. That's how they bond. The cat will lay out or her cat. I guess she has one. I'm not totally sure. Groom her cat. The cat will lay out and she'll like lick their back and head and tail maybe no I don't think tail she says no nothing gross I don't lick their butts or the paws that go in the litter box and it's like oh okay <laughs> great 
So anyway, here, this next clip just gives us um, some information as to how the grooming first started and a little bit more background. And then, um, yeah, and then there's one more clip. So let's get in, let's, let's play this one first. Lisa started grooming two years ago after her cat had surgery. She wasn't cleaning herself, so I just started grooming her. And it was really fulfilling for both of us. Oh, you little monster. But despite her love for cat hair, Lisa's only revealed her obsession to one person, her sister. Does it bother you when I do this? <laughs> you want a piece? Want no, a piece? no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so clearly this is some foreshadowing as to the tension between Lisa and her sister over this Andromeda again. I just gotta love that name. Um, uh, Lisa thinks, Lisa goes on to talk about how she believes it's totally harmless, um, even though her sister's really worried. And she actually thinks that eating cat hair is good for her. Uh, that's a wild statement to make, I think. Um, but, uh, anyway, that's kind of the end of, of this portion of the episode. So actually I don't have another clip of this, not till later I was mistaken. So we're going to actually move back over to Mike and Lisa because we got a whole lot more coming their way, a lot more insane chat. Um, and pretty soon Mike's mother confronts them and it's she's completely reasonable and it's wild to hear their nonsensical comebacks. Um, so let me turn my notes over and find the right page. There it is. Okay. So apparently we, we learn in this next scene that Mike and... <clears throat> Why can I cannot remember her name? Trina, because it's Trina, maybe. Mike and Trina often fight over who gets to do the first coffee enema of the day. So I guess they can only, I'm guessing it's a bathroom limitation. They don't specify. They sort of make it seem in the beginning like they do this at the same time in separate bathrooms, but which to which I was like, wow, so your kids just never see you. Um, but then like they fight over who goes first. So either they're using the same bathroom or... Um, like there's a limit on coffee pots. Like, I don't know. Maybe it is a kid thing. Maybe one of them has to watch the kids. Like maybe they actually pay attention to their kids. That's, that would be good. Um, so anyway, they fight over who gets to go first, blah, blah, blah. It's some silly banter. Um, and then we get, you know, mom's coming in and we get the intro of like, Mike's mother is concerned and has come over today to confront them on this. You know, and they're going to have brunch or whatever. So here is that clip. I have a couple of things, personal things, I'd like to talk to you guys about. Yeah, go ahead. What? Well, you know, I have real concerns. I have concerns for your health, and I have concerns about the caffeine. It's not just about the caffeine. It's about the, you know, detoxing your liver. So how many times are you doing this a day? Because we never talked about that. Uh, I'm doing it about two or three times a day. Is that the equivalent of two or three cups of coffee? Oh, it's not even comparable. It's going directly into your bloodstream once it enters your colon. 
So it's not even comparable to what coffee does but when if, you drink it. But if you drink a cup of coffee, well, you're and getting you're getting more, it delivered well, in a different way. It's going to have a much quicker, much more intense, much longer lasting effect. To me, you're getting a bigger caffeine jolt that you're getting. But from you're a cup getting of a jolt. What we're getting is not an energy jolt. We're getting a jump start for all of our organs to actually function. It makes you feel better and have more energy, and it detoxes your body and it has health benefits. What I'm questioning is, can you stop doing this and see how you feel? Sure, we could. We just don't want to. We just don't want to. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we could. No, you can't, clearly, dude. You're disproving your, yourself right there. <clears throat> First of all, the mom is so spot on, and she's not being dramatic at all. The son is like, that's ridiculous. But he knows. That's why he's doing it, because he knows. He even says himself, like... It's, you get a bigger jolt because you're getting the caffeine straight to your bloodstream. And then he's like, and then there's health benefits. And it's like, no, there aren't. And that, or if there are, you don't know what they are. That's why you're using a generic term. And you don't care because you're doing this for caffeine, dude. You're just mad that your mom knows. Uh, and then this nonsense about how it's detoxing your liver. What, in what way? It's not going near your liver. Like, it's not doing anything to your liver. It's bypassing your liver, so toxins are more likely to get into your bloodstream thanks to not having a liver. That's why you're supposed to eat through your mouth. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's insane. It's complete nonsense. I mean, and this is where I wrote, again, I know I said this already, but if this were the 60s or 70s, they'd be on cocaine. I mean, they're on speed. It's nonsense. And she's crazy and probably believes herself, but he doesn't. He, I think he doesn't. He just really wants his drugs. <laughs> Um, and we'll see that later when he, the, the reaction, the words he has about the doctor. Anyway, their takeaway is she's make mom, this mom, Mike's mom is making a big deal out of nothing. Oh, okay. Ugh. Anyways. So now we're going to go back to Lisa. That was like a little check-in with the nonsense over at Mike and, uh, Trina's house. Um, we're back to Lisa and Lisa has decided to be more open um, so not to tell people she has a quote problem, but to be more open, like not ashamed, I guess that's kind of how they're framing it <clears throat> and tell somebody aside from Andromeda, her sister about her habit, her addiction. And so she's decided to tell this friend, Tom, unclear how or why they're friends. They're just friends. Um, so sh this is clip two, the confession. I hope this isn't, uh, going to make you concerned or anything but uh this is really nerve-wracking for me um i kind of have an addiction to eating cat fur well it's, that's a new one for me but uh it's just something i do to feel closer to the cat and like grooming her like the way cats groom each other i do that to kitty Evan. What do you do with it? You collect it and spit it out, or no? I actually swallow it. Um, I chew it up. You actually swallow it? Yeah, oh yeah. What's I it like going it, down your? It esophagus? doesn't really feel like much of anything. It's just like a little wet cotton ball or something. Do you have to kick up uh, fur balls? I've never, nope, I've never coughed up a fur ball ever. Thank goodness. Ooh. Little by little, it sank in that this is a reality. You know, she's actually. Grooming her cat with her tongue, swallowing cat hair. You concerned about your health? 
I mean, um, doesn't I'm this accumulate anywhere? For my health, as far as this goes at all whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, this is pretty, pretty weird, but I still love you. So good to see you, Lisa. I'm so happy right. that he was supportive and he didn't freak out because I really think it's perfectly okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> as it's as it just like it sounds, Lisa has decided to take this friend not being a total jerk to mean that there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. But he clearly raised concern, and he was upset by it, like because not because oh you're a weirdo, but because like that's not healthy. That cannot be healthy, you know. Of course, he still loves you, and that's wonderful. He must be a good friend. I mean, it, I have no basis other than this one clip to say this, but he is showing as a good friend. Um, but that doesn't mean that he approves of what you're doing by any stretch. Um, so, yes, yeah, she's really taken this <clears throat> to mean what she wants it to mean. And, um, you know, after this, we are back with Mike and Trina. Surprise! Uh, Mike and Trina, ick. We get another recap. We can't read so many recaps on Mike and Trina. And it, like every single one is like, look at their enema. Look how it works in a, in a sink. And it's nasty. Um, so they recap their growth. And then they show like nasty footage of the bathroom. There's just this like, I'm not going to play it. But there's just this stupid scene where they're talking to the producers about how like, you, wanna, you don't want to get be slow to the toilet because there'd be a big old mess and then they show a big old mess but I think it's probably just the coffee but even just the coffee all over the floor is gross like it's just all gross anyway um it's like I need a thesaurus I know I'm just keep saying gross but I'm sorry I'm tired uh so anyway the clip that I'm gonna play though is somewhat valuable because it's not just Mike and Trina talking through their asses pun intended um <laughs> it's uh trina's older son again he looks to be about 19 he's talking to his mom like what the fuck dude i've researched this and his mom's like i feel fine and i just hate that so much like so many people feel fine and then die um i just said like this woman truly doesn't understand the human body and you will know why i wrote that when you listen to this so, here we go. But Trina's oldest son worries that his mom's addiction is harmful and could cause permanent damage. Today, he wants to convince her to get help before it's too late. I did some research online, and I wasn't too happy about what I found. You know, I saw some stuff in there about heart failure and heart problems. I can understand that, but I feel fine. I don't think anything's going to happen to me. Yeah, but they say, they say that 10 cups of coffee a day will make you have high cholesterol. I think that's only if you drink it. I really do. How long have you been doing it? Have you ever stopped? I've gone a day without one. A day? Well, I don't want to go longer than that. So don't you think you're addicted? Yes, but I don't think it's a bad addiction. But you haven't even seen a doctor to see if it is helping you. I don't want to get the phone call one day that you're killed over. It makes me feel better, and it's actually making me healthy. You think, but you don't know. It's a thing. You're right. I don't know for sure. I just want you to at least go see a doctor and make sure that you're doing the right thing and make sure that you really are helping yourself. I am willing to go to a doctor and just make sure that I'm okay. I don't know if I really reassured my son, 
but this is something that I really think helps me. So it's kind of like, do I do it even though he is concerned? It's kind of like a hard decision. It's kind of like, do I change my lifestyle to accommodate for the needs of my children? Because like, I don't know, because like, I don't think that drinking coffee is the same as putting it up your ass. I think it'd be way more healthy to put it up your ass. Sorry, I can't. She's so stupid. She's stupid. I'm sorry. I, maybe she's not stupid, but she's very naive. And I, I'm sorry to be using derogatory terms like stupid. I just, ugh, it's so, it's angering to me to watch her. Um, she's willfully ignorant. Everything she says sounds like a question. That's annoying. And she's like, gee, should I care if my son's worried? What a thought. It's just so obnoxious to me. <sighs> anyway, um, so now we're moving on to the like the last quarter of the show, the episode, which I like to call the doctor, the doctor's part, because they always go to the doctor, which is like, that's what I want. I'm not criticizing at all. It's like, this is what I came here for. Um, so definitely Lisa's up first. So, no, I'm sorry, not to go see the doctor. Lisa's up first to get confronted, and it's going to be her sister Andromeda, and that's going to be our first clip. I just want to say, it, like, you're all you're going to hear here is denial, 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 and then agreement. That's pretty standard on these shows, but this episode is like that's that's the theme of this particular episode. So let's play that clip. So, Lisa, I'm just concerned for you, and you know, I know you're healthy now, but I want you to think about what this may be doing in the future. I mean, do you plan on cutting back maybe a little? No, no, I don't plan on changing anything. Have you ever experienced any kind of blockage or stomach pains? I don't have any pain. Everything goes through just fine. You never notice any other maybe acute symptoms that might come on and maybe you haven't related it to the cat fur. I think I would notice if I felt crappy, and I don't. I feel good. I think I'll see as time goes on, as I ingest more of it, what happens. My main concern is just your health and that this isn't affecting you firstly in any way. I just want to make sure that you see some kind of health care. I will definitely take that under advisement and get what I know already confirmed that this is okay, this isn't affecting me, so I'll go and do it. Okay, thank you. I do appreciate her concern. So that's why I'm going to go see the doctor. I'll take that into consideration or under advisement or whatever she said. She's being extremely formal with her sister, who's being extremely reasonable. But not a jerk, you know, again, just denial. So pretty much that's all we get for now. Um, but she's agreeing to go. Meanwhile, we switch back over to... Mike and Trina, they have also agreed to see the doctor. So again, I misspoke. Sorry, they have been confronted, but we do get a little moment of them outside the doctor's office. And Trina's like, I'm pretty sure he'll say it's fine. And then Mike's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to say it's stupid and he's going to recommend stopping. But I'll say, give me some good reasons. And it's like, okay, so Mike already knows and he's ready to be defensive because he wants to keep doing his drugs his butt drugs. 
So here is the clip for that. Like, honestly, that's, I have nothing else to say that's outside of this clip. I have many of thoughts about it, but I'm going to play it for you first. And then once we play and talk about that, we will see Lisa go to the doctor and we'll discuss. Give me some ideas why you're doing this. I started to do the coffee enemas just to heal my body. Like I was in a lot of pain and I couldn't go to the bathroom. I did it because it gave me energy and it helped just clean everything out down there. Do you um, both feel like you have to do these enemas? I feel so good when I do them that yes, I want to feel that good. The chemicals that you absorb with rectal administration of coffee will directly go into the bloodstream rather than going through a first pass in your liver. This could be something that may cause them great problems, could shorten their life. Your examinations are normal, you seem healthy. Three um, major complications that I would be concerned about. The first one is, is the, uh, the perforation risk of inserting the, uh, the device. Second major concern I have is chronic constipation. When you don't use them, you're not going to be able to move your bowels. The third is the chemicals, not only the caffeine, but the other chemicals in coffee. I do recommend that you do um, eventually stop these enemas because of the potential complications. This doctor is quite chill with them, and I, I wish that he weren't so chill with them. Um, I wish he had been like, it's only a matter of time. <sighs> Because he's, he makes no impression on them at all. Um, they plan to continue. The husband's like, I'm going to get a second opinion. Um, you know, he really didn't fight for the cause, as I guess what I came away feeling. They went in there to hear your scans are fine or your stats are fine. And that's what they heard. But I know no doctor should lie. It's just, he didn't seem super invested. Uh, he, the, his facial expressions show that he's disgusted, but not invested. So maybe he doesn't think it'll make a difference. And I guess maybe that's not his job. Maybe his job is just to deliver information, right? He's not their life coach. Um, it's just like, wow, after all this, I don't know why they went on the show. Money, I guess. I, I guess they get money. I don't know. <laughs> How does that work, guys? Um, they are just like, we plan to continue. And then like the after thing they're like the closeout um, slide on them is that they keep doing what they do and they're not gonna stop and that's it um, and so basically all that there is left after that is to see Lisa visit the doctor and kind of get her feedback and I'll say like I'll, I'll let you experience it but she has she has a pretty big reaction in the moment so let's let's listen to that and then talk about it how frequently do you ingest the hair about every day and any pain in your stomach at all? No, not okay. at all. And how about your bowel movements? Have they been regular? Perfectly normal. Let me just uh, examine you real quick and then we will take you upstairs for an x-ray exam of your stomach. Okay. There are a lot of long-term problems that can develop from this condition, like having GI bleed from developing an ulcer, or there can be a rupture of the intestine or the stomach, which is a life-threatening condition. And this is a, a shot that shows the entire shape of your stomach. I don't see any evidence of any accumulation of any foreign uh, material in your stomach at this point. Okay. Let me show you a picture of what uh, someone's stomach looks like when they have ingested a large amount of hair. They have 
all this hair that they have eaten over the course of years that gets digested partly by the acid in the stomach that becomes a big solidified structure and this is what we call a bezoar. That is so gross that I seriously want to just throw up right now. If you were to get at this point, you can even have a rupture of your bowel. That's a very serious condition that requires surgical intervention. Wow. I strongly recommend that you try to avoid this habit in future. That is freaking me out. I, I can't promise that I'll stop, but it certainly gave me something to think about. The possibility of a bezoar is very frightening, but at this point, I have no intention of giving it up. Well, that's, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and Noah, this is not me judging. Look, I know it's different. Um, I didn't eat hair, but I have had an eating disorder. I had an eating disorder. I acted out my eating disorder. Guys, I what's the fucking right term? for about 12 years so I get it um it can be really hard to let go of control even when you see things that happen to other people uh the issue here is those things happen to other people and yeah logically you see that and you think no I don't want that to happen to me how do I not let that happen to me I stop doing what I do constantly compulsively and it's like well shit my brain, my emotions, my well-being depend on that behavior in ima to them. An imaginary affliction that I could never ever actually end up having is way less important to me than the needs that I have day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute to engage in this behavior. So that's why they're not, just, no one is just like, oh, okay, I'll stop. Um, I remember... I only brought up my own addiction history uh, or my eating disorder history because I remember being really, really freaked out, you know, having a period where I was really close to being like telling, this was early on in bulimia, I should say, not in my anorexia, but in my bulimia. And I, no one had, I had never told anybody about it, um, but I was starting to get really freaked out about what might happen and about my teeth rotting out and about, you know, what might happen to my insides. And I saw a picture on a blog of uh, a young woman who died because her stomach ruptured when she was purging. And it was horrifying. And it really, really, really scarred me. And I was terrified of it forever. And it made my life really, really tense. And I never forgot about it. But I didn't stop. You know, it was really, it always felt like a risk, but it felt like a lot of the time it felt like I wasn't in control and I had to take that risk just to get through my life. So that will make sense to some and maybe not others and, and maybe not even me sometimes, but you know, that that's a facet of it. And I guess that's why I don't hate Lisa. I can see what she's going through. She's barely battling with herself in a way that she's maybe not really open about. Whereas Mike and Trina aren't battling anything. I, they just sort of want to be, I guess, famous for doing enemas. I, I really don't know what their angle is, but I don't have sympathy for them. I definitely have sympathy for their children. Um, but for Lisa, I think Lisa has probably had a rough go of things if she's been doing this for 15 years, you know? I just, I worry about her. I don't know. I don't know her story, you know?
Um, so yeah, that was our last clip. And unfortunately, we find out that Lisa also did not stop. And that's kind of why I did that whole rambling precursor thing. So as far as this episode goes, you know, she was still consuming cat hair. And I hope that, you know, for her, it never ends up being a problem. Or if it does, that she is successfully able to get help and that maybe that, you know, prompts her to make a change in behavior and and go to therapy and address what's behind the behavior because that's really ultimately what is necessary with any kind of addiction or disorder. So... That is it for this episode, everybody. The last thing I wrote was Lisa didn't stop. How sad. Um, So what I'm going to do is leave you, but I am going to go work really hard on some more episodes and some more content for the main feed and especially for the Patreon feed. I really want to give the Patreon a bonus episode um, soon. Uh, maybe for my birthday. My birthday is next week. So maybe I'll do a Sarah's birthday party episode with some friends. And if you want to join the Patreon, you'll get to listen to it. Uh, send me questions. Send us fun games to play. Tell us tell us what you're doing on Zoom and how you're still having those Zoom cocktail parties if you are. <laughs> um, give me some cocktail recipes, whatever you want. Check out my Instagram or our Instagram. It's at and what did we learn? Um, and please check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash A-W-D-W-L. If you donate at any level, even $1, you will get access to all the bonus content. And if you donate, um, above that, if you go up to our higher tiers, you get even more perks like merch and you can be on the show. If you don't want to be on the show, you can pick the topic. Um, and there's more to come, you know, uh, there's, and there's lots of bonus content, not just from this podcast, but also bonus content. Um, the after hours episodes that Justine and I record, Justine is my co-host for our coast to coast cocktail. She's also been on this pod a million times. She's amazing. Um, so yeah, check that out if you have a chance. And again, if you can rate, review and subscribe, I'll be your best friend forever. Okay. Thank you. Good night. I love you. Goodbye. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. I'm crazy, crazy for feeling so blue. I knew. You'd love me as long as you wanted And then someday You'd leave me for somebody new Worry Why do I What in the world did I do? 
crazy for thinking that my Is there any other kind of way to get cleaned out? I really like the cleaned out feeling yeah. a lot. <laughs> High brand diet will clean you out. You'll feel the same way by eating the right foods. I understand that there are risks if I continue to do this behavior, but I feel like the rewards of feeling great and having a happy attitude, I feel like it's way too much to live without. <laughs> 